Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. It's so good to be online with you all again. This uh, midweek Bible study. Um, we're so glad we can still be available. Praise God. Let's worship Him. Let's bless this great King. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. What a wonderful time. An opportunity to serve you in this day and hour. Hallelujah. Oh, our great King. The Holy One. The one who gave his life for us. Who loved us and gave himself for us. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be your holy name. 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 Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever wilt be. Great is Thy faithfulness, Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto me. Hallelujah, we worship you. Maste predu venu rembre diste manaclabis ocroto. Ivremino restebre felito resobre liendere masoriente. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hasta brendo le prafadelo gembrete. O mana secroto fevere di ebresto. Hallelujah, mashure matapare sorokulde, rimbrozute riprevide le procuzoro, hallelujah. O mante broste brepiti palata caparisto, mento crupo zuto mende brede vido rocosondo. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whole earth is filled with your glory. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Oh, hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Hamashta brambala teboroko soroto. Imandoros devrete file prosto prezere maro sorionto. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mashata brasha prapapala rapayanta. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Blessed be the name of the living God. Blessed be the name of the Most High. We praise you. We thank you. Glory, 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 glory. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the mighty Holy Spirit.
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you for counting us faithful. For this time, for this moment in history, we bless you, we praise you. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faithful, faithful, faithful God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we look to you, Lord. We trust you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. And uh, let's take a few thoughts as we go down to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and see how things build up from there. Verse 1 says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Hallelujah. Interesting uh, language there. You can see it is full of heartfelt emotions and uh, sincere desire. Notice, my brethren, dearly beloved, longed for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Hallelujah. Notice that there is an admonition to stand fast in the Lord, but it's only because there is a crown, there is a joy that is going to surpass everything, which is so real to this apostle that day is so real to him that he says this is the reason why we should stand no matter what it looks like right now. It's all worth it. You're going to be my joy. You're going to be my crown. You're my dearly beloved. Hallelujah. Interesting thought. Let's just hear this also in Kannada, verse 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So you could see there instantly that the thoughts that are flowing through by the Spirit of God are from the Father's heart, and uh, Paul is conveying them. So it looks like it's Paul that is feeling these emotions. Yes, indeed, he feels them. But at the same time, we need to realize that it's coming from the Spirit of God who is giving him the energy and the ability and the thoughts to speak these words. Hallelujah. So you could say also, very plainly, that it's the Father saying, You are my dearly beloved, my longed-for, my joy, my crown, stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Notice how it goes into, so stand fast. Amen. You remember in Malachi, it says there in the third chapter, that um, God is going to take up his jewels, and uh, that's quite a thought. The fact that God has jewels that he's going to take up, <laughs> he's going to differentiate between those who serve him and those who don't. But the fact is that there are some that are going to be jewels for the Lord and he will like to decorate himself 
with those. Amen. So people that are his joy, people that are his crown, people that are his jewels uh, are what we are seeing here. Amen. That's our value. That's how precious we are. Uh, We make him look good. Praise God. So these kind of thoughts must be uh, totally um, accepted. Maybe I'll read that. I'm reading from the Amplified um, verse 16. It says, Then those who feared the Lord, Malachi 3, talked often one to another. The Lord listened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who reverenced and worshipfully feared the Lord and who thought on his name. Hallelujah. This is from the classic Amplified. It's a good translation too. They shall be mine, 17 continues, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I publicly recognize and openly declare them to be my jewels, my special possession, my peculiar treasure. Ha <laughs> ha. And I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Oh, glory. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him who serves God and him who does not serve him. In other words, there is a recognition, a public declaration that this is, you know, God's own precious jewelry system. Amen. (laughs) Think about that. God getting excited about us. Hallelujah. See, so that is the heart there. He says, you are my dearly beloved, my longed for. Oh, hallelujah. He longs for us. He's waiting for us. He, he desires to be with us. Oh, glory to God. And that day is coming soon. Ha ha. So stand fast. Remember? So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Dearly beloved has been said there at least twice. Praise God. So it is loaded with uh, the heart of the Father, the heart of the love of God uh, towards His br- brethren and His people, His sons, His family. And so with that in mind, we are supposed to um, stand fast. Amen? In other words, there's going to be tendencies to not stand fast, to not maintain, uh, to not continue in the same position, to not stand expecting, having done all to stand and so forth. There will be chances to not want to stand. But notice, because of the dearly beloved heart of our Father God, who has seen it all and said, you are my longed for, you are my joy, you are my crown, stand fast. Hallelujah. Praise God. So keep that in mind and uh, let it move us on. I'll take a very familiar, similar verse also. First Thessalonians 2. Notice there, it says in verse 19, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming. Hallelujah. For you are our glory and our joy. Verse 20 continues. Oh, praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? The hope, the expectation, the joyful, confident, happy expectation. Notice that is us In this case, it was the Thessalonian church that Paul had been involved with 
He said, you are going to be my joy, my hope, my confident expectation. And when the Lord comes in his presence at his coming, praise God. He says, you are our glory and our joy. Amen. It's nice to see the parallels there between uh, the man who are involved in building up the church, building up the people of God, now saying, you are my joy, you are my crown. And then the heart of God who originated it all saying, actually, you are my jewels, you are my crown, you are my joy. Hallelujah. My dearly beloved, my longed for. Amen. Consider this uh, reality. These things are real. This is the reality. Hallelujah. It's not just to live and die like an animal, you know, without, in quote, any eternal consequence. But notice, you and I have eternal consequences. We are of eternal value. And um, God looks at us like that and He says, Because of these great things ahead, because you are my longed for, because you are the people that I'm going to rejoice in and get excited about and wear as jewelry and shine and, you know, enjoy, hallelujah, and display so you can stand. Stand fast and don't quit. Hallelujah. Amen. So with those kind of thoughts, uh, we're going to stand. Praise God. And like we were saying, it's always better to stick with the words way of doing it. As it is written in the 90th Psalm, Teach me to number my days that I may apply my heart to wisdom. So the wisdom of God will move us to a place where we look at daily life on a daily level. Don't think too much about what happened yesterday and the years gone by and what's up in the future and, you know, am I going to make it and so on and so forth with any anxiety, any worry or any burden, but rather to consider today right now. Hallelujah. So let's um, think like that also and get this verse in Canada too, maybe First Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20, and then we can proceed. Thank you, hmm. Glory to God. Notice how real these things are. This earth realm does not seem to give us any such value. Um, you know, they treat us just like a statistic or just another person next door, or whatever. Thank God that you and I have a hope, a future, an expectation, and it is joyful, and it is real, and it's so highly, highly dear, dear dearly beloved is the word he uses, dearly beloved, so close to God's heart. He looks forward to all of this great time of reunion with him, and so he says, don't worry, stand. I'm looking forward to you, coming forth as a crown, as a glorious jewel, hallelujah, that I can enjoy wearing you, displaying you, arraying myself with you. Praise God. Interesting. Thank God it's real. Amen. So, uh, my brother, my sister, one day at a time, just dealing with it is wisdom. Handling these thoughts uh, at that level is the wisdom of God. And then we can really deal with heart issues. There's a lot in there, you know, and so that'll help us. Amen. Let's, let's go forward again. 
and see if we can pick up one or two of those uh, hard scriptures. Why is it hard? Well, when you read it, you will know that it's hard. <laughs> Jeremiah 17, you may have heard um, 5 through 7 earlier, but notice the ninth verse. He says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Have you ever seen that scripture? That the heart of man is desperately wicked. Hmm. Deceitful above all things. Who can know it? These thoughts are about uh, the imaginations and thoughts and feelings and emotions, etc. of the flesh nature. Not the born again spirit man. Hallelujah. So the flesh nature, which again, if you would notice, um, Paul picks up that kind of thread in Romans and he says in the 7th verse in verse 7 chapter and the 18th verse he says I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing did you notice that for to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good I find not so that's the testimony of the flesh nature there there is nothing good in the flesh nature desperately wicked you know, those kind of things are what you find in the flesh nature. So if you go by that nature and by the feelings and emotions of the unrenewed mind and the unrenewed imagination, all you get is a bad report. There's nothing good there, desperately wicked, etc., etc., deceitful. You know, those are pretty strong words, hard words, you know, uh, stout words for you and I to think about. So we should therefore know that we are living um, closely with these emotions. They are all around us, constantly taunting us, pulling at us, um, uh, trying to make us get in their line of thinking and do what those thoughts say. But hallelujah, we have a choice and we look higher than all of that and we look to the day when Jesus will welcome us home, uh, take us back Praise God, and what a joy, and what a rejoicing, and what a day of celebrating that's going to be. Hallelujah. And so we can stand through all of that and just do the right thing and serve God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wonderful. Maybe we can get, um, um, say, Jeremiah 17, 9 also in Canada, and then go on. Praise God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Vanchana and all that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So with those kind of thoughts, notice it's enough to just live one day at a time because you already have a lot to handle. There's a lot on your plate already with the times, the seasons in which we are living. Um, there's a fierce atmosphere out there, perilous times, all manner of things are happening, values of humanity have fallen, um, what is supposed to be wrong has become right, what was right has now been termed wrong. You know, everything is going through that kind of a shaking and a turning around. So what we need to focus on is plenty in one day. See, so my brother and sister, let's spend our time just on that day. Let's think 
and handle things according to this joyful expectation, confident, happy expectation that God longs for us, wants to celebrate us, wants to rejoice over us and enjoy our presence and decorate us and decorate himself. Praise God. Now, you may understand, of course, that you know there are groups of people in the church that you could say, oh, that guy is just a joy. That guy is just such a rejoicing. Just thinking about that person gets you excited. Amen? So um, we have to understand that even though there are individuals who may come to mind uh, with experiences attached to that, God looks at us also as a body of people, not just individuals. He's, of course, individually concerned about each one of us, but notice that he's also looking as a body of people. Praise God. So, I'd like us to get a verse of scripture also from um, Kenneth Wiest, spelled W-E-W-U-E-S-T, and um, pronounced as Wiest. But it's good to hear that line there. I believe he's an interesting um, scholar, and he has said certain things, and, you know, it'll be nice to follow his thinking and see what you can glean. So Philippians 4.1 from Kenneth Wee says, Therefore, my brethren, individually loved ones. Notice that. And individually and passionately longed for. Praise God. Though he individually loves us and individually passionately longs for us, my joy and my victor's festal garland Notice that kind of language. Thus be standing firm in the Lord. Beloved ones. Praise God. Amen. There's a lot in there. So he sees each individual person. Yes. And he loves each individual person. And um, we should see that that is a very personal God. A very personal uh, thing that we are dealing with here. It's not an impersonal God relationship. But thank God he's a personal, individual relationship who cares for us, loves us individually, but then also collectively as the body of Christ on the earth. Hallelujah. The individual person and personality and relationship to God is so very powerful and unique. He's not an impersonal God, but at the same time, he looks at the body as a unit also. And by now, you and I have real thinking that you don't want your arms to be so big and then the rest of your body just puny (laughs) or your nose to be huge and the rest of your face just small, you know, things like that. We have a proportion and God would like us to grow proportionately and so that the um, blessing of revelation and knowledge and understanding must now permeate the whole body of Christ. So God is interested in the whole body coming to that stature and fullness in Christ. Praise God. It's going to take uh, work. It's um, not going to happen automatically. But thank God we have put our hands to the plow and we're going to enjoy the individual relationship and uh, the also corporate relationship. Notice in Luke 2, 52, it says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Notice that you see God Almighty in the flesh, the mystery 
of God, the mystery of the kingdom, you know, how God could exist as a human being, grow up from that baby stage and then become mature and, and increase physically, emotionally, in stature and favor with God and man. So if Jesus, who was God in the flesh, could actually submit to growing up and increasing, not just growing up overnight, but going step by step, then you and I must be able to accept the fact that uh, some of these developments and growth, etc., is not going to happen just overnight. Hallelujah. It's going to go through the process, and therefore one day at a time is more than enough to focus on. Don't get all messed up. Don't get all impatient and worked up about these things. Apply your heart to wisdom is what the 90th Psalm said. And therefore, we need one day at a time. Praise God. Let's hear Luke 2.52 also in Kannada. Yesu jnana dalliyu dehada belavanige yalliyu devara mattu manushyara dayayalliyu ruddi adanu. Thank you, Jesus. So it often just, you know, gets me to thinking that God found himself as a man, found himself as a baby and grew up, found himself in the scripture, notice that, and then took the same path of learning, knowledge, and increase that any one of us would have to go through. And therefore, if Jesus went through that and did not skip you know, any of those areas, then neither can we. So don't get um, so weary and beaten down about the whole process of one day at a time and the gradual increase and development that takes place. It's all part of and understood by God himself. Praise God. So there's a personal longing for and relationship that God has with us, but there's also a corporate relationship and longing for, and we stand to be celebrated before him at his presence. Thank God for all of that. So because of that, we stand. Because of that, we go forward. We're not going to give up. Hallelujah. Amen. But let's continue down that way a little bit. Observe, therefore, certain things are principles which we must adhere to, forgetting the things that are past, pressing on to the things that are ahead. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. God gives us an opportunity to start a fresh day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Oh, he gives us, uh, his mercies are new every morning. Things like that. So, God has a schedule that he works with, a plan that he's following, and uh, we also are going to just go like that gradually. And so don't get weary of the gradual uh, growth and increase that takes place. Amen. Hallelujah. There are things that our heart may have, emotions, imaginations, thoughts that may stand against all of this and uh, even disturb and pester us but we must constantly focus on what God is saying, that the heart of man can be desperately wicked. He said he's desperately wicked, and who can know it, that in my flesh dwells nothing good. That's talking about certain forms of thinking, emotions, imaginations that are there. Notice, therefore, we have to go and handle all of that with the knowledge that he's coming, and we're going to stand there as his joy, his crown, his hope, 
His expectation. Can you imagine all of that coming from God's side? Wow. Hallelujah. So, Second Chronicles says in the 16th and the 9th verse, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Notice the other part is herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. So it is possible for a person to have the right heart, but the actions don't match up. It's possible for one to be right in their heart, but in their actions they may have messed up. That's an interesting thought. So God sees all of that, and He actually um, deals with us based on our hearts rather than our total actions. Praise God. Very interesting thought there. So you may have repented and gone on with God, and uh, others may be still looking at your actions and figuring you out through that. Meanwhile, you've moved on with God because God saw your heart. Praise God. So let's keep that in mind. God is a God of the heart. Remember, he says that people's hearts can be hardened. He sees the heart. You know, in David's story over there in First Samuel, he talks about how that the Lord sees the heart. Man looks on the outward stature, you know, and God sees the heart. In First Samuel sixteen seven. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, nor on his height, or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Hallelujah. Notice that there's work there in the heart. That's where the main work is. God sees the heart. Can you see that? So sometimes our actions may not agree. They may not come out as we wanted them. But as long as you had that heart and God can see your real motive, God can see your real heart, what others cannot see. Isn't that interesting? You know, there's a similar verse in Psalm 66 and 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So this is the person we're dealing with. And so we are just having so much to do in one day if we're going to now observe our hearts and the motives and the things that are inside, that's what God sees. And though you may fumble and stumble on the outside, if you had the right desire and motive on the inside, God sees that and shows himself strong on your behalf. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Hmm. Let's see which one we could maybe translate. First uh, Samuel 16.7 would be good. Let's see if we can have that in Kannada. Notice in Isaiah 28, the 11th verse, we have constantly read that, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he seek or speak to this people, to whom he has said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, this is the refreshing but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go, notice that, they might go and fall back and be broken. So we want to take this first part of it in verse 13. 
precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. That's how the growth in the Word of God and the things of God is little by little. Amen? Um, That's a daily thing. First comes, you know, the blade, then the year, and the full corn in the year. There's a process. There's a gradual process in all of this. And um, we should not get weary that we have to pass through these processes that even Jesus submitted to and went through and grew and increased. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Let's probably hear Isaiah 28 and verse 13 also in Kannada. Amen. So you can see, Solpa is definitely the key word there. <laughs> little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So God sees the heart and he shows himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is, with respect to him, positively set up with the word of God, you know, blameless before God, even though their actions may not be perfect. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that that's uh, our God, that's the person we're dealing with? And he looks at us and says, my long for, my joy, my crown. Hallelujah. I w- I'm going to rejoice at your coming. I am waiting for your coming. Praise God. That's our God. Hallelujah. So let's get all of these in perspective. And let's not get weary as we wait for his soon coming. Praise God. I will also continue along those lines. And we'll read something in the Psalms. Psalm 131. Psalm 131 is a very short uh, psalm. It's just uh, three lines there. But if you have uh, any version, I believe you'll notice it opens like this, a song of degrees of David. Degrees. So the word degrees there carries with it that, um, you know, step-by-step ascent. Some places you will see it says a song of ascents. So it's like you're going up step by step. So in this case, David is the one talking. He says, um, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Notice there that he's talking about the heart. And this is a person under the old covenant And we are born again today. Our spirits are born again. And we have the very nature and life of God. But here, we do share something in common with them. That's the same kind of thoughts are possible. Imaginations. The very same flesh nature is also possible. All of that reality is there. It has not changed either under the old or the new covenant. The new covenant is just far better and we are born again. Thank God for that. And we have the Spirit of God living inside us. Oh, hallelujah. And we are His own flesh of His flesh and bone of His bones. Praise God. But you can see some things here from David who is supposed to be the one who is after God's heart. A man after God's heart. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. He says, 
my heart is not haughty. For a person to say that my heart is not haughty before God is very interesting. See, um, we need to think about the definition of being proud and haughty and lofty and lifted up. For one to be able to stand in front of God and say, my heart is not lifted up or haughty, you know, is, is quite a statement. <laughs> so that is supposed to be possible. You can rate yourself. You can rate your own heart, rate your own thinking. He said, my heart is not haughty. My eyes are not lofty. In other words, I don't have that prideful attitude. I don't look for just pride things, things of pride, things that are lofty. He says, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Hallelujah. You know, um, that's a humble thing. To know that there are some things that are too high for you. That's interesting. So not everything can be attained by us every time. There are some things that are, in quote, too high for us at that level. Praise God. So uh, we're not saying that you should just stay at that level and just slough off there and give up there. No. But we're also saying that there are certain things that we are not yet at, at that level. We, we just don't have that understanding. We just don't have that revelation. We are not just at that place. And to admit that is a very humble position. Amen? So to just say, oh man, I'm not at that level, is a great thing. Hallelujah. David had that ability. How about that? Coming from among the sheep and then becoming uh, a great king. One of the greatest kings that ever lived, I believe, uh, from whom Jesus uh, came. So we can learn from him. He says, my heart is not haughty, my eyes not lofty. He's judging himself. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Wow. Glory to God. So we may have to admit that we just don't know everything and that we're not experts at everything and that some things we just don't have any qualification in them. That they're too much for us. To admit that is actually humility. Amen? But to just pretend and try to dilly-dally and claim that we know it all and that we are so great, that could be going off the other end. So David, standing before God, was able to say openly that I don't have such an attitude. I don't have such a heart. Can you imagine that? Telling God, who can see everything, about your own heart. Meanwhile, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it, etc., etc.? So he was very confident that in spite of absolute failure here and there on the outside, his heart was right. How about that? That's interesting, right? Have you ever thought about that? That you could actually tell God, my heart is right. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So we could actually learn from this and say, there's some things I just don't know. There's some things that I'm just not qualified to do and I'm not at that place. And, and so I'm going to uh, use the help of someone else and I'm going to defer to someone else 
And I'm going to say, hey, you've got what it takes. And, you know, we're going to have to accept that as a right heart attitude. Amen. Praise God. He continues, surely I have behaved and quieted myself. I have behaved and quieted myself. It's like, sit man, ardangiri. You know, calm down. You know, sometimes kids are just all jumpy and, you know, just here and there and got their hand in many things at the same time. He says, I quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Notice he's talking about his soul, his thinking. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he's, he's not really like the guy who's trying to make things happen. That's a very interesting principle. Make it happen. Let's make things happen. That's okay. But on the other hand, you'll have to be able to say, I know what kind of person I am. I know what level I'm at. I know what I can do at this level. I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But, hallelujah, uh, I'm at this place right now in my heart. And this is what I can do. And I'm not going to just bother my head about what I cannot do right now, but I'm going to focus on what I can do by His strength and where I am right now, and I'm just going to rejoice about that. Hallelujah. (laughs) We're talking about the heart here, and I'm telling you, we have a lot to deal with. Amen? By now we can see that there's a lot in here to handle. Amen? All of these things that go on in our emotions, rising and falling, through the whole of that span. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself. As a child that is weaned of his mother, my soul is even as a weaned child. You know, when the child has been weaned off the breastfeeding stage and has now grown up beyond the bottle stage, and now can actually sit at the chair and eat for himself. Wow, what a relief. Praise God. You know that uh, your labors have reduced. Amen. I mean, thank God for those days. Hallelujah. But you know that, man, this child has grown up. He can actually sit there and he can eat by himself. Hallelujah. So our soul needs to be weaned off all of these qualities here that are lofty and high-minded and thinking too highly of ourselves. You know, the things that are given to us in Christ Jesus are very high. In Christ, it is a very high place, a very blessed place, a very high place where we are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. We have the same nature. We have the same life, the same God class. Amen. And so it's a very high place. But then our soul has to accept those things within a certain framework, hallelujah, where we realize uh, taking a good, strong look at ourselves and looking and saying, Lord, you know, I'd like to make sure that I'm walking before you with a good heart. Hallelujah. I want to do this right. So today, help me to do it right. I don't want to have some other attitude. I want to do it right. Amen? Praise God. So surely I have behaved and quieted myself. As a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Wow. Praise God. 
Then notice how he finishes it up. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Glory to God. So there we go. And I remember uh, there was someone who had joined our church years ago and he was of a certain kind of background. And um, he felt that some of our parishioners were not um, maybe worthy to be in the same building and sit on the same chair with him and all of that. He, he raised up a flag of uh, a request saying, I don't think I can sit with this kind of person because of their background and so on. Praise God. But um, notice David came from smelling like sheep, living with sheep out there in the wilderness and uh, strongly growing into the man that he is now the king of Israel, possibly one of the most decorated kings in the Bible. Hallelujah. So that gives us a lot of hope. That gives you and me, or maybe others like us, a lot, a lot of hope. Hallelujah. And so if we can just focus on what's going on within our heart, our deep thoughts, our imaginations, our motives, uh, on a daily basis, I believe that we are going to have a great celebration one of these days when the Lord Jesus shows up. Hallelujah. But more importantly, let's remember that even if we're not acting it out completely, we have the right kind of heart attitude. Amen? Praise God. Maybe we can hear uh, verse 1 through 3 in Canada also from Psalm 131. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. All right, moving on from there, let's see how all of this will work together. We go to Mark, the fourth chapter. And I pick up from the parable of the sower and the hearts. Notice there the 16th verse. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. That's a good reception for the word of God, to immediately receive it with gladness. Amen? Don't delay in the reception of the word with all gladness from that word that you are hearing. And then 17, and have no root in themselves. Unfortunately, they did not expose themselves uh, enough in the word, so they didn't have a good root system there. He says, no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Notice that, time. That whole process and procedure of time is where the problem is. So after some time they change their attitude. To keep that same attitude and maybe develop it even into a better attitude is what we are talking about. Hallelujah. So that over the years, when you look back, you say, wow, my attitude has changed. I'm far better now than I ever was. Notice that such views of yourself are not prideful. Such views of yourself are not wrong. It is good to take a snapshot of your, your individual thought life and your motive life. Are you getting that? 
Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that because God sees the heart. And David said, I have checked and I'm telling you my heart is not haughty. My eyes are not lofty. And even though this man made super blunders, you and I can see he was not perfect. But he would say such things. And God says he's the man after my heart. And he found David a man after his heart. Hallelujah. He says this, so they endure but for a time. So our problem is with that time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Hallelujah. And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in. Now, all of us have that pattern there, the 19th, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. Just a whole host of and such like. Amen? So, that report of there's nothing good in the flesh, it's all in there. Notice, they enter in and choke the word. So, they're allowed to now squeeze the life out of the word. They're allowed to dominate the word. After a certain time. So to keep the word unchoked or to keep the word in dominant or dominant mode, dominating, rising up and prevailing in our thoughts, in our deep internal climate is what it's all about. The word dominating everything else there, entering in, it chokes the word and it becometh unfruitful. God have mercy on us, right? How much mercy do we need? I need mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Then notice 20. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit hundredfold. Is that what he said? No. And bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some hundredfold. Are you getting that? Even among the good, there is grades of increase. Are you seeing that? So it's not all hundreds. There's 30, there's 60, there's 100. So there's all of these interesting little variables that are going on. (laughs) And God has to deal with all of it. And God longs for us. And God sees us as his joy, his crown. Oh, he's looking forward to the day of wearing us and celebrating us and and talking about us and saying, these guys, the way they reverenced me, the way they reverenced my word, the way they spoke about me, the way they thought about me, oh, I had to take note of it. Praise God. So you can see, God sees the heart. What no man sees is what God sees. Amen? And he said, I've rejected that guy because I saw what was inside him. Praise God. So, Thank God that we are not necessarily in any way going to be rejected in Jesus' name. But on the other hand, we have this work to do to apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. Therefore, one day at a time is more than enough. Amen. It's a degree by degree thing. It's a step by step kind of thing. And we need to go that way. And uh, thank God you're not the only one. All of us have to go through it. Praise God. And then he goes on in 23. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. So this may not be important to certain people. If you have ears to hear that, then it is important to you. 
Amen. To you it is valuable. Amen. And he says in 24, and he said, Take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, that here more shall be given. So as you dabble into these things and consider them, as we begin to give them value and spend time with them, we receive more. Hallelujah. So notice that the main factors that were mentioned uh, that may come in and choke the word, the cares of this world. It's everywhere. It's in the news. It's in the pressures that are being sent out there. The cares of this world, this world, this age, this time in which we live. The deceitfulness of riches. The idea here is that if I have wealth, then I'm happy. Everything is taken care of. That's not necessarily true. It is a very interesting factor that you can use money um, to make yourself, in quote, defended uh, from certain things because money is a defense. But it's not necessary that you will be joyful or happy. You could have all of that and be sour and have a really rough life with all of that. Isn't that interesting? So it's not necessarily true that if you have money that you can enjoy your true, joyful existence. Happy existence. It's not necessarily true. That's why it's called the deceitfulness of riches. So it is possible to be deceived into that form of thinking. Hallelujah. You could actually have it all and be a very sad person and be a very frustrated person. Isn't that interesting? And the last of other things, all manner of everything else. So here we are. All these are, you know, deep heart imaginations, thoughts, um, various types of patterns of thinking and desires. Hallelujah. Okay, we've said a lot. Maybe we can hear a thing or two in Canada. Let's go to verse 16 uh, if Mark 4 and hear that also. Yeah, let's go on to 19 also and then maybe we'll jump off. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Now, if you back up a little bit to the third chapter, you will notice there in verse 5, And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Praise God. Notice there, that he was not very happy with the hardness of hearts. He was, in fact, angry. Hallelujah. He looked around, and he was angry. He was angrily looking around, (laughs) grieved for the hardness of their hearts. And he said to the man, stretch forth your hand. And it was restored whole as the other. So Jesus had these emotions. Jesus had these thoughts (laughs) about all of this. And so... It's just fine for us to also examine such things with suspicion and uh, don't trust these things. It's not cool. Praise God. Let's hear uh, Mark 3, 5 and then we'll move on. 
ಆಗ ಆತನು ಅವರ ಹೃದಯಗಳ ಕಾಠಿಣ್ಯತೆಗಾಗಿ ದುಃಖಪಟ್ಟು ಸುತ್ತಲೂ ಕೋಪದಿಂದ ಅವರನ್ನು ನೋಡಿ ಆ ಮನುಷ್ಯನಿಗೆ ನಿನ್ನ ಕೈ ಚಾಚು ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು ಅವನು ಚಾಚಿದಾಗ ಅವನ ಕೈಗುಣವಾಗಿ ಮತ್ತೊಂದರ ಹಾಗಾಯಿತು and you know brings it out he's been studying the scripture you know it didn't just automatically come inside that he was just born with this couple of gbs of bible already <laughs> downloaded inside with various translations and he just presses a button and he just reel out no he studied he grew up he dealt with all of that with people the whole complexity of growing up in that setup came to his own and his own received him not dealt with all of that and this is the stuff he would get out of isaiah he picked a verse of scripture and in matthew 15 he says in verse 7 you hypocrites well did isaiah or isaiah prophesy of you saying so he figured that they are the ones he's talking to this people draw it nigh unto me with their mouth and honor it me with their lips but their heart is far from me in vain they do worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men notice that he said it's just waste worship waste unnecessary you don't have to do that don't waste your time worshiping if it's not coming from the right heart attitude praise god very interesting jesus sees these things god sees all these things and he has all these emotions and all of these responses towards these things praise god If you remember on Sunday brother Georgi talked some of these things out there that Jesus was furious and snorting you know so you can see the same person again you know going on and this is the person that we are dealing with he has not changed he's the same yesterday today and forever <laughs> and he he says I dearly long for you you are my dearly beloved my longed for you're going to be my joy my crown my my jewelry when i meet you when i come and take you home wow praise god so this is you know interesting that we should spend time thinking considering what's going on in our deep thoughts our emotions our you know it's it's good to actually take a good inventory and let the word of god rise up above all of that hallelujah and therefore one day at a time is more than enough hallelujah notice the the going back to the 131st psalm just the thought that he said i have behaved myself as a child that is weaned you know my soul is as a child that is weaned so in the deep thoughts we have to get to a place where we just sit there and say hey if it is god i'll take it if it's not god i'm not interested hallelujah i'm not going to struggle in my own strength I'm going to receive it from God God's way. Hallelujah. Amen. You see all of these kind of motivations that are out there uh, are not necessarily in line with the word of God. And so to behave oneself and quiet oneself down in the midst of all of those pressures, you know, to in quote be great and be somebody, you know, is not necessarily from God. God has already made you great. God has already made you somebody. It's the same thing as the devil saying, if you eat this, you'll become great. You'll be like God. 
Hallelujah. But I'm already like God. Hallelujah. You mean if I eat this thing, it's going to affect my thinking, and then my thinking will be great like God? Is that what you're saying? Hallelujah. So today, if you know the world is saying something, the, the, the pressures out there are saying something, they say trigger mechanism trying to make you to push yourself into being great, to push yourself into being successful like they are, my brother, my sister, is not necessarily from God. There is a deceitfulness inside there that you may have to factor in to think clearly. Hallelujah. Amen. God is a God of success. God is a God of victory. God is a God of from glory to glory, from faith to faith. But He's also a God of doing it right. Hallelujah. So, my brother, my sister, let's focus on handling these things on an internal level. And then we'll see the external. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know if uh, you're getting anything out here. But let's observe um, Matthew 15, maybe verse 8 and 9 also in Kannada. Ade nandare, e janaru tamma bainda nannannu samapisi tukigalinda nannannu sanmani suttare, adare avara rudayavu nanninda duravagide. Avaru manushira adnegalannu bodisi kalisuva darinda nannannu aradisuvadu vyakta embade. Oh, praise God. So you can see by now that some things must be constantly clarified and judged and checked. Let's go to Proverbs the 23rd and we'll find out that it's totally in line with the Word of God. Proverbs the 23rd verse. Notice verse 4. Labor not to be rich. Seize from thine own wisdom. Don't labor to be rich. Seize not from your own wisdom. Will you set your eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. <laughs> oh, praise God. Are these verses actually relevant? Are they famous? Are they supposed to be preached? Are they supposed to be understood? I believe they are. Hallelujah. Because the same person wrote them. The same Spirit wrote them. So, there's nothing wrong with laboring. The Bible is all for labor. But it's the target that is supposed to be clear. You're not laboring to be rich. You're laboring because God wants you to labor in whatever your hand finds to do. And then He says that you will be able to bless others also. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says you are already rich. That you are as rich as He is. You are blessed with every blessing that heaven has. That all He has is already yours. Hallelujah. Amen. These are realities in the Spirit, in your born-again Spirit, which you never worked for, which were put in there before time began. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now the process of handling the thinking and emotions and thoughts properly is what is going to determine our gradual increase. Hallelujah. 
I think we should hear this in Canada, verse 4, Proverbs 23, 4 and then 5. So I don't think there's any other verse that says how plainly this is a deceitful thing. That you cannot just go after this because it, it has a deception. It will go away. It will go away. Hallelujah. So it's just about how you handle it when it's in your hands at that time. That's what it's all about. Because it's going. So you're not laboring to be rich. You are already rich according to the scripture. Let's go read that also. And then observe what happens on a daily basis in our thoughts. Second Corinthians, the 8th chapter and the ninth verse. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. Oh, wow. Is that true? It's as true as the cross. It's as true as he bearing our sin, our sickness, our pain, our shame. It's as true as anything Jesus did. He became poor for us so that we through his poverty might be rich because of the grace that has been given to us through that wonderful exchange. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear 2 Corinthians 8, 9 in Canada also. Notice that in all of these things, uh, our emotions are not the same every day. They keep changing. So you have to, you and I have to deal with a constant check. Maybe it was fine for a couple of years and then it kind of edged off and we got pushed by a certain form of thinking, by a certain kind of desire and things changed inside. Hallelujah. And we said, we used to believe like that. I used to be like that, but not anymore. Well, praise God. Ha, ha, ha. May we be right before you, Father. Ephesians 1, notice the third verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Oh, glory to God. Did you see that? How all-inclusive that is? Who has blessed us with all, praise God, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus Keep in mind that everything in the natural came from the spirit realm, from the heavenly realm. And so God has only a way of transaction, which is spirit to spirit. It had to be given in the spirit realm. And that, through the soul, notice, becomes evident on the outside. So the soul or the heart and the deep thinking, the emotions, the imagination, is the little place where things change. And we need to just watch that atmosphere, watch that place, and make sure that God is seeing it as a right kind of thinking. Hallelujah. Let's hear maybe Ephesians 1.3 also in Canada. 
ನಮ್ಮ ಕತ್ತನಾದ ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ದೇವರು ತಂದೆಯು ಆಗಿರುವಾತನಿಗೆ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಆತನು ಪರಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿನ ಸಕಲ ಆತ್ಮೀಯ ಆಶೀರ್ವಾದಗಳನ್ನು ನಮಗೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನಲ್ಲಿ ಅನುಗ್ರಹಿಸಿದ್ದಾನೆ if this is what we're going to be doing then there's a lot of work to do already you can see that lo mate kalabara sikete kelebo shababakasta see god does not want you to be poor he already made you rich god doesn't want you to be cursed he already blessed you with every blessing so any other kind of thinking is not true you just have to accept that you're blessed you just have to accept that you are rich because that reality is more true and more real than anything you can see or feel you are saved you're a child of god you are dearly beloved you are longed for you are god's joy and crown that's the way he sees us but the reverence to which we handle the word with which we handle these thoughts is what makes the difference praise god and so we need to get used to this Let's take a, a look here and there and, uh, you know, today, see how far we can go. Back in Proverbs, there's a scripture there which I would like us to get. Um, it's uh, vital. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give me a minute there. I, I need to get that out. proverbs there Oh thank you Jesus Yeah there it is From the 18th chapter of Proverbs Notice verse 13 He that answereth a matter before he heareth it is a folly and shame unto him Very elusive scripture you need to hold on to it for dear life Let's read that in Kannada also, Proverbs 18.13. Hallelujah. There is something about hearing the true report. Remember the Philippian 4th uh, chapter begins as we read it, and then somewhere around the 8th, it changes into a censor board. where you now have these eight values that you have to subject every thought to and it has to be true and honorable not just true and so it's going to come down to what you are hearing what reports are entering in and you know by by now you and I know that it is safer to go with love hallelujah love is a high place love is a place uh which comes from the very heart and nature of god and that is your and my actual true nature and so when you do not know the story in full and even if you know it in full we'll still have to hold on to the fact that we must judge things from the love nature hallelujah amen so he that answers a matter before he hears it is a folly and a shame unto him therefore um we'll have to actually make sure things that we are hearing are first of all true and we have heard both sides of the story you know we have a tendency to hear only one side sometimes people may only tell us their side because they would like it to be favorable but unless they have been cross examined you don't know whether it is true or not hallelujah it's a very interesting thought 
So sometimes, you know, uh, you hear things, but you don't know if it's true. Uh, I joined, or I was made to join a WhatsApp group from some old boys from PUC. And, you know, so some time ago at the beginning stage, I had forwarded some news item, and then they just said it was not correct. And then another time they said that was not correct. So I just stopped forwarding anything to them. That's safe, right? I mean, I'm not going to go and check uh, whether it is true or not. You know, they're very concerned to see whether it was a fact or not a fact. You know, I just thought it was funny and, you know, stuff like that. So nowadays there's a lot of stuff out there that may not be true. And so why should you peddle it unless you know that it's true? And if you don't have time to go find out if it's true, just don't, don't carry it. Don't let it taste, waste time in your, you know, uh, thinking. Hallelujah. It's just foolishness. So notice, a lot of things are going to be dumped right from the beginning. And even if you hear a bad report, and you know for sure it is not right, the Bible says, love believes the best about every person. Hallelujah. And you will find out eventually that it was the best thing to do, and they actually had some problems, and they were dealing with their problems, and that's why they behaved like this and like that. Amen? Because you want to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Shall we go to that also? Maybe we can hear Proverbs 18, and then 4 after that. We'll just read 4, Proverbs 4, and notice there, Verse 25, let thine eyes look right on, let thine eyelids look straight before thee, ponder the path of thy feet, let all thy ways be established, turn not to the right or to the left, remove thy foot from evil. All of these external things about feet and eyes and all of that ponderings are coming from another place. 23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So the internal is more important than the external. Hallelujah. As a result of that thinking, you're going to be careful how your feet are going. You're making paths. Notice that you are making your path straight. You are making sure that you are walking in the places God called you to walk in. Now that is what counts with God. What I told you to do, did you do it? What I created you for, did you do it? Or did you just go, in quote, successfully here and there? See, the truth about it is, until we have done what we were created to do, what we were called out to do, we're not really making the mark in God's eyes. We could be, in quote, successful here, there, and any other place, but to be successful in God's eyes is, I created you for this, did you do that? Is that what you're doing? Is that where you have been pursuing? Or have your eyes been here and there? And have your feet been here and there? Hallelujah. So we keep our heart with all diligence. For out of the heart are the life-changing forces. That's what changes our life. Amen. So you keep inside and the outside will come in line. Glory to God. What a powerful thing. Maybe we can hear Proverbs 4, 23 in Canada, and then we'll go to the previous verse about in Proverbs 18.
ಬಹು ಜಾಗ್ರತೆಯಿಂದ ನಿನ್ನ ಹೃದಯವನ್ನು ಕಾಪಾಡಿಕೋ ಜೀವಧಾರೆಗಳು ಅದರೊಳಗಿಂದ ಹೊರಡುವವು ಸಂಗತಿಯನ್ನು ಕೇಳುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಮುಂಚೆ ಉತ್ತರ ಕೊಡುವವರಿಗೆ ಅದು ಅವನಿಗೆ ಮೂರ್ಖತನವೂ ಅವಮಾನವೂ ಆಗಿದೆ that are constantly funneling in things information is coming in from our senses training our thinking trying to dominate our thinking and make our whole life go in a certain direction oh man it's very expensive that real estate there oh man it costs a lot where your mind goes is where the rest of you is going to go hallelujah so we really need to be careful that things are thought out carefully Notice that God sees the heart. God is seeing what's going on inside. Amen? And that's going to affect the feet. That's going to affect the path. That's going to affect where we're going. And it's very, very powerful. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's see. Now, we have a story that I'd like us to pick up on and maybe uh, see what we can do. From Joshua, the ninth chapter, a little bit of reading. Notice Joshua, chapter 9. and i read from verse 1 it says it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side jordan in the hills and in the valleys and in all the coasts of the great sea over against lebanon the hittite amorite the canaanite perizzite the hivite i like the hivite and the jebusite heard thereof see all of these people are real and uh, <laughs> verse 2 they that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord now Joshua has gone into battle and is taking over places and when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai remember Jericho's walls fell flat now comes you know Ai and other places they're all going to go through the process they said the neighbors around there began to get scared verse 4 they that they did work wilyly or willily <laughs> king james says <laughs> and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles old and rent and bound up so these are some guys who are from the neighboring areas that are going to be next on the list of attack and they quickly just made and pretended as if they came from far away you know and they dressed up and disguised and put moldy bread and torn clothes and raggy stuff notice verse 5 and old shoes and clouted upon their feet that clouted means patchy apparently and old garments upon them and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy so on the outside they looked like they were poor they had come from a far distance and everything was all messed up and they went to Joshua unto the camp at Gilgal who do they go to the leader and said unto him take me to your leader you know hallelujah we be come from a far country now therefore make ye a league with us 
you know, make an agreement with us, make a covenant with us. We are coming from a far country. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Peradventure you dwell among us. How shall we make a league with you? In case you are nearby, you know, how can we make a, a covenant with you? Because we're going to come and take whatever has to be taken. And they said unto Joshua, We are your servants. Joshua said unto them, Who are you? And from whence come you? And they said unto him, From a very far country. Thy servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond Jordan. To Sihon, king of Heshbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, which was Ashtaroth. Wherefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake to us, saying, Take victuals with you for the journey. Go to meet them and say unto them, We are your servants. Therefore now make ye a league with us. This our bread we took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now, behold, it is dry, it is moldy. Imagine they took it out hot but because of the far distance, it became dry and moldy. All kinds of evidences in the sense realm. He says, and these bottles of wine which we filled were new. Behold, they be rent or torn. These are garments, shoes, uh, all became old or become old by reason of the very long journey. So they had all of these props that uh, were rather convincing. Verse 14, the men took of their victuals and asked not the counsel at the mouth of the Lord. So these guys took all of those things, the food and all, but they did not really check with God. And Joshua made peace with them and made a league with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swore unto them. So now the big guys in the congregation said, all right, we are witnesses. We swear you are not going to be attacked. We have a covenant with you based on these things we have seen instead of checking with the Lord. So here we go. They had a culture of checking. They had a culture of seeing. Is it all right? Is it okay? Shall we do this? Amen. And it came to pass at the end of three days after they made a league. After three days, after they had made the covenant, they heard that they were their neighbors. <laughs> they just round the corner somewhere and that they dwelt among them. And the children of Israel journeyed and came unto their cities on the third day. Now the cities were Gibeon, Chepira, and Beeroth, and Kirjath, Jerim. You know, and the children of Israel, 18, smote them not. They said, we cannot kill you because the princes of the congregation have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. The congregation murmured against the princes. The whole congregation said, how silly, you guys fell for it, man. They are right here. But all the princes said unto all the congregation, We have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. Now therefore we may not touch them. They could have killed them, but they said, No, because we swore, because we made a covenant, because we gave our word, we cannot do it. 20. This will, we will do to them. We will even let them live lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swore unto them. And the princes said unto them, Let them live. But 
Let them be hewers of wood, drawers of water unto all the congregation as the princes had promised them. And Joshua called for them. He spoke unto them saying, Wherefore have you beguiled us, saying we are very far from you when you dwell among us. Now therefore you are cursed. And there shall none of you be freed from being bondmen and hewers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. Hmm. Guess what happened? They did not get killed, but they became their servants and they constantly, as it is written, unto that day, the Bible says, they worked and brought water and cut wood for the house of God. Verse 27, Joshua made them that day hewers of wood, drawers of water for the congregation, for the altar of the Lord, even unto this day in the place which he should choose. Notice, Joshua, not some little nobody, Joshua himself made such a mistake. So these things are out there, and no matter who you are, these things are going to come. Deceitfulness is out there, and and there's going to be that spirit out there trying to take you for a ride, trying to con you out of being blessed. Praise God. And it's going to affect you and your honor and your decisions, and therefore... You know, we have to be careful, especially nowadays. We have to be extra careful about things that are going out there that are unnecessarily taking up our time, our thinking, uh, our emotions, and all of that. They look good on the outside. They seem to have everything in the sense realm. But let's constantly check with the Lord whether these things are for us or not. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God, and he will help us. Now, let's see what we can get out of that in Canada. Maybe a couple of verses, maybe ten verses from the beginning. Yordanige, Echelli, Bittagalaliu, Tagugalaliu, Lebanonige, Durada, Mahasa Mudrada, Samasta, Prantegalaliu, Iruva, Hitira, Amoriera, Kana, Nera, Perigi, Era, Hivira, Ebusera, Arasugalu, Idanu, Keridaga, Agaden, and the Re. Avaru, Yehoshuana, Sangadavu, Israel, Yera, Sangadavu, Yudda, Maduva, the Keutagi, Kudikondaru. Adare, Yehoshuanu, Yeriko, Vigu, Aigu, Madidanu, Gibunina, Nivasigalu, Keridaga. Undu Tantravada Upayavanu Madi Raya Barigala Hage Torisuvante Hale Goni Chilagalanu Tepehaki the Hale Dada Drakshara Buddhaligalanu Katikundu Tamma Kategala Mele Haki Kundu Tepehaki the Hale Dada Keragalanu Tamma Kalugalali Metikundu Hale Bategalanu Totukundu Unagida Roti and Nu Tegidukundu Avaru Gilgalin Ali, Ruva Pareke, Yoshuana Badige Hogi, Avanigu, Israel Yerigu, Nau Dura Desha Dinda Bandivu, Egan Amma Sangada Udambadike Madiri and the Ru Aga Israel Manusheru Hivirige, Nivu Undu Vere Namma Madjadali Vasisuvaru Agira Bahudu, Adare Nimma Sangada Udambadike and no Maduadu Hege and the Adakavaru Yehoshuvanige, Navu Nina Seva Karu Andaru, Aga Yehoshuvanu Avarige, Nivu Yaru, Elinda Bandiri Andanu. Avaru Avanige, Nimma Devarada Kartana Hesarigoskara Nina Seva Karada, Navu Duradesha Dinda Bandivu, Yakandare Athana Kirtianu, Athanu Aigutta Dali Madida Elevanu. 
ಯೋರ್ಧನಿಗೆ ಆಚೆ ಇರುವ ಅಮೋರಿಯರ ಇಬ್ಬರು ಅರಸುಗಳಾದ ಹೆಶ್ಮೋನಿನ ಅರಸನಾದ ಸಿಹೋನನಿಗೂ ಅಷ್ಟರೋತಿನಲ್ಲಿದ್ದ ಬಾಷಾನಿನ ಅರಸನಾದ ಓಗನಿಗೂ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದೆಲ್ಲವನ್ನು ನಾವು ಕೇಳಿದೆವು These kind of mistakes are possible by people of stature, people in position back in that day and in this day. The decision making is based on us and whether we defer to listening to the Lord, checking with the word by the spirit or are we going to just go by what we feel in the natural. Praise God, we sure have a lot of work to do. I'll have to leave you off there and we'll pick up the thread of thought next week i believe but let's pray let's ponder on these things father we bless you we praise you we worship you lord we understand there's a lot of deceit and deception and just a whole spirit that goes against the word and the things of god in this present day in this present hour help us lord to have a heart that is not lifted up in pride that is not uh, motivated by desires that are contrary to your word and your will no matter how good it seems no matter what it looks like on the outside lord help us we need your mercy we need your help on a daily basis we want to do it right because we know one of these days soon we're coming home and we're going to enjoy that blessed hope we're going to enjoy you we're going to rejoice with you may we be found to have walked in this manner and truly be your jewels and truly be your decoration in this day and hour we worship you we bless you we thank you for choices we thank you for daily thoughts that we can check and monitor and make sure our heart is right before you as your eyes run to and fro throughout the earth to show yourself strong on our behalf your word is showing us that people have lived people have passed through this path before and you were with them we bless you we thank you for teaching us your ways in jesus mighty name we call every oak destroyed every blindness removed every lying demonic fog of deception that's trying to set upon anyone be loosed and let go may clarity come in may we be able to focus may we be able to give you your word and your spirit the time that is required in this day and hour success will manifest glory will manifest what you paid for will manifest we will see it lord you have trusted that we can do it we are on the planet today we thank you we praise you we worship you in jesus mighty name amen hallelujah praise god if you'd like to give this is a great time great opportunity to do so let's do this in jesus name hallelujah thank you father thank you lord thank you father Thank you thank you thank you in Jesus name amen glory to god you're blessed thank you team